Right, yeah, Burning Tree Emissary, you know, uh, RIP to a real one, as, as they say. You know, that probably is one of my most played cards. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably one of my most played cards in paper, because I've played four of them in um, Mono Green Devotion. It's one of the few parts of the list that hasn't changed over time. Yeah, um, I think I told you this before, back in uh, uh, Return to Ravnica Standard, I was playing a uh, Jund Aggro deck, and Burning Tree was a, a big part of that. So I played a lot of that back then, and then played a lot of it in Historic. Play some Paper Modern. Dude, Burning Tree is so sweet. I literally put Bushwhackers in, um, in Mono Green Devotion. Hey. Just to, to try to go for like a double Emissary Bushwhacker turn two. <laughs> that, that reminds me of... Oh, Zendikar standard where I was playing. I was playing just like real standard Jund and uh, um, Spreading Seeds was real big back then. So I, uh, in my sideboard, you know, I didn't have any blue sources, but I put uh, Cruel Ultimatum in my sideboard to cast off of people uh, uh, Spreading Seeds as my, uh, uh, my Savage Lands. <laughs> that is awesome. I don't think it ever worked. I, I never cast it. <laughs> There was one time in an actual tournament where my opening hand was um, Stomping Ground, Chancellor of the Tangle, or um, Burning Tree Emissary, and a Reckless Pushback. And that was probably the best game of Magic of my whole life. Yeah. I got to swing for what is it, 12 plus 2. I got to swing for 14 on turn 1. With my devotion. <laughs> nice, nice. Today's question, is it safe to be holding in-person Magic the Gathering tournaments? We are in, oh geez, like what, uh, month five, month six even, of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic here in America. Now, uh, people haven't been playing in-person Magic for quite a while now. Wizards canceled all Magic Fests uh, at about the end of May, and even before then, some of those Magic Fests were um, ad hoc canceled uh, due to pandemic concerns. I know a lot of stores have uh, tried to do in-person events, you know, um, as safely as possible uh, around mid-June. Um, I know some stores around here uh, were trying to do that and, and taking, you know, precautions, uh, you know, doing the uh, sanitizing the stations making sure that people were social distancing, staying six feet away from each other. But ultimately, people were sitting in front of each other playing a game of cards. Uh, and Wizards decided to shut all that down, at least in America and Latin America, uh, just a couple of days ago, saying uh, that they're uh, suspending all sanctioned play. Now, this has been a point of contention in the Magic community. Uh, some people think that it's highly irresponsible to be doing any sort of uh, in-person Magic play, while some people think that these uh, measures the LGSs were taking uh, to try to get people to still play and still spend money in their stores uh, was sufficient uh, to kind of keep the ball rolling on in-person Magic community events. So the question is, with these uh, safety measures in place, if Wizards was still allowing in-person tournaments, would it be safe? Should we as a community be uh, condoning the idea of people playing Magic in person? Uh, and I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I um, recoiled a bit 
when I saw local LGSs trying to do trying to do in-person tournaments. I love them and I, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. And I know that it's kind of survival mode for them right now. But uh, even with all of the precautions being taken, it's just the the physicality of playing a card game with another person does not lend itself to uh, safety in the time of a pandemic. Yeah, you have to touch your opponent's cards. You know, you're going through their graveyard trying to decide what to exile with scavenging use. Now, if they have COVID, you have COVID. Exactly. If they, even if people are wearing masks, you're still in pro- close proximity. You can't really play magic at a table that's where you would be where you would be standing at the table more than six feet apart you would have to uh close that gap and uh you know all the studies show that you know um one one of the best things you can do is just not get close uh to other people and just just playing just playing magic in in person you 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 can't you can't do that right and i've seen um i've seen local game stores that have put face shields between the players like clear plastic but at the end of the day, I think the touching of the cards is a really big issue because you've before you left for the tournament, you sleeved up your deck, you know, you touched it, you touched all the cards with your hands, and they're going to be touching your cards with their hands. You know, there's just you can't really, I, I, I've never really tried, but you can't really play Magic without touching your opponent's cards at some point. You know, you're going to duress them, you're going to look at their hand, you're going to scooz, look at their graveyard to exile something, you're going to pick up their creature to read what it does, and I think that's one of the bigger things because a face shield would help to protect players if there weren't the issue of having to touch each other's cards. And, you know, uh, a lot of in-person magic is just the um, habits and the um, shortcuts that we've ingrained into ourselves through years of tournament play. I wouldn't trust myself to just automatically touch my opponent's cards just because I've been playing for like 15 years and that's just what you do in tournaments. Right. You you know I I would I would uh you know be like flipping car uh you know my opponent's cards over to read them and like touching cards and counting them and you know to like figure out combat math without even realizing oh wait we're in a pandemic I shouldn't be <laughs> I shouldn't be touching these right. cards I wouldn't trust myself to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, and and even if you even if you like do the right thing, you know your opponent's going to touch your cards and then you're going to have to pick them up. And then, you know, if you're a Tron player, you're going to be picking your nose and eating it. So that's like two extra ah. layers, like where you're, you're touching it. Like magic players are probably a little bit less hygienic than the average person. And like you're going to go outside for a cigarette break. Some people are, are going to go outside for a cigarette break between between matches and then any cards that they touch. Those germs are now in their mouths. LGSs have public restrooms too, which you're going to be there for like four hours if you're doing a tournament. It's not the kind of thing where you can duck home to use the restroom there. So you're going to use a public restroom, which is a huge no-no during a pandemic. Just a lot of factors that make this impossible. But you can't blame an LGS for trying, right? You you can sanitize a table and chairs. You can't sanitize cards. You can't really sanitize a play mat other than like putting it in like a washing machine, which you're you're not going to be able to do. Yeah, I just um, I'm not looking to play any in-person magic for uh, quite a while, especially indoors. You know, like uh, I I could see the argument that events and stuff that are properly socially distanced, people are wearing masks and is outside being at least marginally better than any of that 
being indoors um you know just being inside a building where you normally play magic uh, is just going to um uh, up the danger so to speak yeah but then there's the issue of like a gust of wind taking your deck away <laughs> yeah i'm not yeah yeah um them just moving it outside uh, is not a good fix at all right yeah um i mean you'd have to maybe like play your deck all in top loaders or something to prevent it from blowing away at that point it just feels ridiculous like just just go play some digital magic weigh the cards down like chess pieces yeah yeah um but you said you you can't blame lgs's for trying no absolutely not um it's tough out there and we talked about this before in a previous podcast it's hard times for LGSs right now. You know, people are uh, not, they're not coming into the store. They're not spending money. Um, uh, we already know that a lot of our beloved LGSs are not going to survive this pandemic. Um, so I don't blame it at all for just doing anything they can do to make sure that people are coming in and they're spending money. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, supporting the LGS and like being loyal and like, you know, uh, spending money where we play, but, um, you know, players just just aren't going to do it if it's unsafe. So, and, and then that raises the question, which we've also talked about, is like, how are LGSs supposed to survive if playing in-person tournaments uh, is not feasible or, you know, is clearly unsafe? Uh, and Wizards really needs to step in and make sure that the LGSs that they, you know, that they rely on for their success. Right. C- you know, can survive without having to put their players in any further danger. Absolutely. I think it's important to note here that like this speaks to a larger problem with capitalism. We are both socialized and like literally required, pressured to go back to work to make life return to normal. We don't have a safety net. We don't have an economic safety net in this country because we're so focused on, you know, helping corporations meet their bottom line and punishing people. They like the economy sort of exists to punish people for not being a cog in the machine. And so like, there's no, there's no social, there's no safety net for these businesses that require in-person meetings to function. Those businesses being local game stores, bars, uh, libraries, that kind of thing. Like there's no, there's no safety net for those businesses. So if that business model becomes temporarily unviable, there's no way for those people to survive other than to try to put people in danger to come and patronize those businesses, which is really unfortunate and scary. And I can't blame a local game store. Like they're going to die if they don't get people in here playing magic. So like, what are you going to, your two options are to get people to come in and play magic or just cease to be, you know? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really like depressing and sad spiral that uh, you know the uh, everybody's success and well-being just depends on this, you know, ever spinning um, cyclone of uh, capital just to keep spinning for everyone to be able to, you know, keep food on the table, you know, to be able to, you know, enjoy a card game when they're not being a cog in the machine. And as soon as the the you know the wind stop blowing and the money stops uh, spinning around, that like everything collapses so it's insane that we can't just have that um i really do think that something like magic could exist in a uh, post-capitalist society because i mean you know uh, humans just love games we're we're just kind of hardwired to like that kind of stuff uh and uh, um can we do that as a topic for a future episode (laughs) you got you got dude uh i think that 
magic could exist in a post-capitalist society. I don't, I don't think that magic needs the current, like, uh, you know, hyper-capitalist Hasbro Wizards of the Coast way of doing things to be a successful game and to continue into the future as something that people want to have as, as a part of their lives. I, I agree 100%. And I, I feel like sort of just, just the idea that this pandemic has laid bare the flaws in the structure of our country and our economy. Um, like this is, this is a microcosm of, of much larger issues that are happening right now, but it really does suck that these places that we go for like our main social interaction and our enjoyment of our hobbies are just, are going to go out of business because there was no safety net in place to help them. If some pandemic happened now, Regardless of whether it was in the uh, 100% like uh, uh, good of their hearts, you know, worrying about the safety of their players for Wizards to come down and say, no, stop sanctioned play that cannot happen anymore until at least September. Regardless of where, where that sentiment is coming from, I'm really glad that Wizards stepped in and said no. And honestly, we, we need that. Uh, we, we need that top down pressure, even if it's not. 100% you know um, altruistic to to stop that because I do think that that's going to um, save at least a certain percentage of uh, lives and well-being um, so you know thanks thanks wizards for making a good choice once we need daddy wizards to come and just sort of step on us and tell us no to going to tournaments for a little while now if that had come with a sort of like we talked about in previous episode like a stimulus package for local game stores if that had been included in that announcement that would have been much better. That would have given me a lot more faith that these local game stores are going to be there when we come out of the pandemic. And frankly, that would have made me feel more comfortable not going to a Magic tournament. And I mean, I'm not going to anyway, but I can imagine some people are going to these tournaments because they don't want their local game store to die. If this announcement sort of came with some sort of mechanism by which we could be assured that our local game store was going to survive. So that stimulus package that we talked about, then I think that would take the edge off for a lot of players and make them feel a lot less scared that their local game store is not going to be there when they get back, unless they go out and play magic. Yeah. It's messed up that players are put in the position where they need to go out and buy physical magic cards that they can't safely play with just to show, to show support and loyalty to an LGS who who isn't available to, uh, you know, play uh, tournaments in it, it. Yeah. It's almost like, why are we expecting the players to like do the heavy lifting of like supporting uh, this, uh, you know, uh, behemoth of a, a capitalist system, you know, just to, just to, in some sense of like uh, support or loyalty um, players shouldn't be expected to do that. Um, they, they should be rewarded for doing that. And I think, uh, you know, um, uh, wizards going out of their way to provide uh, value like the uh, stimulus package or old, um, you know, old content uh, you know at reduced prices would make it to where pe- you know people didn't have to feel so obligated to buy things that they don't particularly want right right and i mean if this results in a in a drop in sales of secret layers that would be ideal <laughs> but like wizards upping the stuff that they sell directly to players during a pandemic just seems extra scummy to me just like increasing the volume of product that cuts out local game stores is just not a good business model to me, and it makes me pretty worried. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, uh, Wizards of the Coast is uh, only going to play a uh, pay lip service uh, to this stuff, and only go out of their way to shut things down if it's going to hurt their you know image or bottom line. 
So what are LGS supposed to do? I I actually think one good thing, there's no reason, like, you know, it's 2020, we have um, uh, Magic Online, which is, um, you know, people have their opinions about it, but we also have Arena, which people also have their opinions about. But, you know, in, in, in current year, I think that there's a lot that LGSs could be doing to deserve the support that we keep hearing that we that they deserve us to give them. I, I I do think the LGSs need to go a little bit out of their way to you know support their player base. You know, it should be a symbiotic uh, relationship uh, and not just in terms of money. Um, some stores have been doing online tournaments. Uh, I think that this is great, and I think a lot of stores really ought to be going this route. Uh, we we have the technology, we have third party tournament software, uh, you know that uh, you can run unsanctioned tournaments on, uh, and you know stores should be charging them. You know they do the work, they they put in this and that, they handle all the recording and the uh, you know recording and uh store keeping maybe they could do like uh streaming on twitch for um you know uh coverage so to speak um but i i i've seen that some stores have been doing this um a lot of our local stores haven't been doing this and i think that's really a shame you know um if the store that i wanted to go uh play at were doing these like maybe like once every couple of day you know um magic online historic tournaments for like uh i don't know five ten dollars whatever they wanted to do uh and they you know like paid out in store credit that you could use at any time for curbside service or you could hang on to for tournaments once it is safe to open up right i would absolutely want to do that and i i think that would be a really great way for me to uh be able to uh still participate in the magic community uh you know our local magic community and even at the lgs level um still be able to support you know lgs's and not have to buy products that i can't actually use uh and you know until the you know the the pandemic you know uh, eases up and it's safe to go out and do that i, I just really hope that store, i really wish that more stores would go out of their way to to do like online tournaments uh and uh try to make money that way i i i couldn't agree more i think maybe zoom tournaments with whatever issues those would provide at least people who don't already have mitgo or arena collections can still play in magic tournaments uh if we do these sort of paper tournaments i'm gonna say in current year everyone should be playing arena i i don't really think there's sure maybe there's like technical excuses and sure but like if you have a reasonable computer and you love magic i think it's a mistake not to be like at least getting four wins in arena every day you know just like just do it you're going to win it later uh you know uh we can see the um trajectory that uh wizards of the coast is going and pushing all of their magic stuff uh online just you know just put in the effort and do the grinding you you like magic right just like take the opportunity to play as much as you can I don't know. To me, that just like they—they've shown that they are not really putting any effort into adding modern or legacy to arena. And I mean, like, so so there are there's a large subset of Magic players that's just never going to give a shit about standard or historic or even limited. Some of them. So like, like I'm I'm diehard I'm a diehard limited fan, and that's most of why I use arena. But if I didn't care about limited, I I wouldn't play arena. There would just be no digital client that was reasonable for me to use. I would have to hop into Mitgo because modern is my favorite format. And I want to play some modern, and I just can't do that on Arena. And it's unreasonable, I think, to expect me to buy a collection I already own on Midgo. 
this sounds like a uh, a good topic for for later on so why don't we shelve this discussion uh for a bit i do understand what you're saying that like some people just have paper cards you know for for whatever um uh, in my opinion wrong reason they don't have uh you know mitgo or uh arena yeah i i think that would make a lot of sense for like a zoom tournaments for uh people who want to play with their paper cards and then also just online tournaments for people you know uh who uh who have online accounts uh, I, d I definitely like the idea of splitting it that way yeah okay so i think that we can both agree you know just don't hold in-person magic event just it's it's unsafe you're putting people in danger just just wait and explore other opportunities to to uh, survive uh you know for the time being yeah Aggressive Rhetoric has quit Magic the Gathering to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links on his mobile phone, so that's all the time that we have for today. I've been War Crimes Uwu, joined, as always, by Aggressive Rhetoric, and this has been Gutshot, the home of all of the wrong Magic the Gathering opinions. <laughs> <laughs>